Welcome back, Schmodown fans, to episode 25 of Talkin' Schmodown. I am Josh the Merc Rayner, owner of Merc with a Movie Blog, and I am here to talk about the amazing San Diego Comic-Con uh, live event uh, for the Movie Trivia Schmodown. I hope you guys are ready because this is going to be a good one. So let's get ready to talk Schmodown. Alright, welcome back everybody. It's Josh Rayner here, and I am ready to dive into this amazing San Diego Live uh, event that they did recently. Inner Geekdom Doubleheader. Got uh, the Smasher, Kevin Smith versus the Haymaker, Adam Lovick. And the main event, the Inner Geekdom title match between Rachel the Crusher, Cushing, and Mike the Killer Kalinowski. Two fantastic matches. Uh, I am excited to break them down for you guys. Uh, you know, you may have noticed I've been gone for a couple of weeks. Uh, I had some some stuff come up uh, recently. Um, the last time uh, I, I did an episode was for uh, uh, Machine Week, for uh, Janine the Machines Week. Uh, you know, I did an, uh, a nice interview with Janine. I want to th- again. I want to thank Janine for taking the time to do that interview. Uh, and if you have not checked it out, it is on both the uh, podcast feed and over at, on the uh, YouTube channel, uh, Merc with a Movie Blog. So go and check that out. Uh, unfortunately, I did miss out on uh, Zipper Week and Merle Week. Um, I recently found out that my father has stage four lung cancer, so I went back home for a little while and uh, was, you know, just kind of taking care of stuff down there. Uh, then one of my pets died recently, so it's been a rough couple of weeks. So, but uh, I, you know, I wanted to get back on, especially for the uh, the San Diego uh, event, and and get everything kind of going from there. So. Um, I did want to give you know just a, a few thoughts on the last couple of weeks. Uh, so starting with uh, Zipper Week, you know, Eric Zipper really stepped up during uh, these two matches uh, of his. You know, he he won his singles match uh, against Haley Fouch, and as well as that team match, you know, with his his teammate uh, Paul Oyama, who uh, they're going uh, as the Loose Cannons now. Um, they 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 went up against the Looney Bin, which was Video Drew and her partner Tom, just Tom, no no last name, just Tom. Um, so you know, I gotta say, Zipper, like I said, Zipper really stepped up during this week. Um, I think being his time in the dungeon has really paid off for him. Uh, you know, he he's really he's really kind of risen to the occasion. Uh, since he's been part of Kaiser's faction, uh, the Dungeon, and uh, I gotta say, it's nice to see. It's really nice to see him uh, kind of shining here, and uh, I hope that it continues. So I guess we'll 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 kind of see where that goes. Uh, and then we had Merle Week. Unfortunately for Dan Merle, uh, he lost both his matches. He had, he had the opposite of uh, of Eric Zipper, lost both his team match. Uh, you know the, the founding fathers. He lost his team match uh, against Corruption, as well as losing the title match 
against another dungeon uh, uh, member, Paul Oyama. Eric Zipper's teammate, Paul Oyama, is now the youngest champ in the movie trivia showdown. Uh, Oyama said that he would become champ within his first four matches. It took him five, but you know what? Hey, that's I, th- I think that's pretty damn good, you know? Uh, and I mean, that's not counting teams, uh, of course, but I th- that's still very impressive. You know, I've, I've been on here multiple times, uh, you know, saying how much I don't like the K, you know, Paul Yama's character in, in the movie Trivia Schmodown. I don't know, uh, you know, how he is outside of that character, if, if he's like that in, in real life or not. I, I don't know. But as far as the character goes, uh, never been a big fan. But I have to say, I do respect what he brings to the game. And what he did here against uh, Dan Merle, definitely impressive. And uh, my, you know, all the props to you, Paul. Uh, congratulations on becoming uh, the youngest champ, and uh, for taking the title in, in your rookie year. Congrats! And, you know, uh, and with that win, the dungeon is really on a roll. You know, uh, last couple of weeks, man. You know, you had, like I said, Zipper. Killing it in his week, winning both those matches. Uh, obviously, Oyama killing it, getting that. The I mean, he won the. You know, he was there in that tag match with Zipper, of course, and did very well. And then winning the title against Dan Merle. Uh, and then this week, you know, you have Kevin Smets just crushing it during his match, uh, which we'll get into uh, shortly here. But yeah, Kaiser is doing something right. I, I you know I don't know what it is, but he is doing something right. And uh, I, I am excited to see where where the dungeon goes from here. Um, I honestly think that at this at this point in the in the showdown, you know, you know, we haven't gone through the either of the two tournaments yet, and we still have you know some live events. We have the spectacular, uh, but at this point, I think Kaiser is in the lead for manager of the year. Um, you know. Before you know, it was really it was kind of between for me at least it was between him and Roxy. Uh, Roxy's kind of had a slump, you know, after the loss after the the, the loss that the the odd couple suffered uh, against the Shire Wolves losing the titles. You know, I I feel like it, it you know it, it's been kind of rough. So you know, I don't know if she'll be able to kind of bounce back, but the dungeon has has just excelled uh, over these last couple of weeks. So. Uh, I think I really do. I think he is. I think Kaiser is is leading the running for manager of the year. Um, Roxy has a lot a, a lot to work up toward in order to get back into that spot. So we'll see what happens in both the singles and team tournaments. Uh, if if you know Snyder and uh, and Draco can pull out some some crazy wins or something, uh, you know maybe knock down the dungeon. Who knows? But. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens uh, for the back half of this season. Also, uh, I think it was just what two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago uh, from from the point that I'm recording this, uh, Robert Meyer Burnett, his reign in the movie trivia showdown has officially begun. Uh, I believe it started on the 15th, and he is definitely on a power trip. Uh, we see some stuff happen uh, this week as well. 
Um, but he's on a power trip, and uh, as we saw in, the, in one of the cutscenes during um, the uh, during Merle's week, Sam Levine just does not give a fuck. He really does not give a fuck. Uh, he hasn't really given any fucks the entire time he's been uh, uh, the commissioner of the singles uh, league. But uh, now that Robert Marbrunet is uh, in charge, he, even less fucks are given by Sam Levine. So we'll kind of see how that all goes down uh, in the next couple of weeks of uh, Burnett's reign. He's got, uh, but yeah, two more weeks, a little over two more weeks uh, of that. And we'll see what else he can muster up in those two weeks. I'm sure he's got a lot planned uh, for those uh, couple of weeks coming up. So getting into the show, we had a real fun pre-show with uh, Makuga and uh, Ken Knapsack. The, the two of them, they work so well together. They bounce off of one another perfectly. Uh, if you guys aren't listening to the afternoons with Josh and Ken, I highly recommend that. They are amazing together. Uh, and it's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. It's just their their chemistry is, I, I don't know, it's off the charts, man. And uh, any anytime they get together and are able to bounce, it's kind of like you're know, seeing Christian and Ellis together. Like they just have this perfect chemistry with one another. Ken and Josh have that as well. And uh, I highly recommend checking out the afternoons. Uh, so then we got an opening scene. It was Andrew Guy and Drew McWeeny. They go into uh, Burnett's office wanting to know why they're not playing the evil geniuses. They want to play the evil geniuses. They want to take down uh, Lon Harris and uh, and JTE. They, 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 want, they want to just... They want this match to happen. Burnett says to them uh, that it's because they are playing only stupid answers. They don't need to, to worry about the evil geniuses yet. Let's get some easy matches out of the way. So they're gonna they're gonna cheat the system, as as Burnett says. Get some wins under their belt, you know. And you know what? Okay, sure. Just hopefully for them, it doesn't backfire. Uh, but yeah, so apparently. Uh, the family will be playing uh, Only Stupid Answers next. So uh, we'll kind of have to see how that goes. And actually, I believe it is uh, currently up on uh, Patreon for uh, the, uh, what is it, the $10 and up patrons. Um, you can access that match today. Uh, or maybe it's the two, no, I think it's, uh, no, I think it's the, right now it's all the patrons. I think because it's uh, on Tuesday. All the patrons can uh, access that match. So, And then on Thursday, we'll get to see uh, how it all rolls down. So if you're not on Patreon, head over to there. Uh, type in Movie Trivia Schmodown. Sign up. Just give a dollar. One dollar a month, and you can get these matches two days early. And you get all this extra other content. It's fantastic. Um, and and if, you're, if you're really feeling it, you know, go up to that $10 level. Get the, uh, the live event streams. Uh, they are included with that, or bump your stuff up to the fifteen. Like uh, that's that's where I currently am. I get the uh, the collectible print every month, and I love it. I think it's fantastic. Uh, or maybe you want to see your name on this uh, uh, during a match uh, once a month. You know, pop on up to that twenty dollar level. You know, whatever you can afford. Like I said, just that one dollar would help a ton. You know, this whole league at this point for you know is is, is it's it's ran by this. You know, this is this is how they're keeping it afloat. Um, and Christian really wants to expand and do more. You know, he wants to get, you know, their own studio space. Um, and hopefully they'll be able to for next season. I don't know what's going to happen if they can't. 
Um, so, you know, do what you can. Give that dollar. Give five, ten, whatever you can give to the Patreon. Uh, it'd be much appreciated. Uh, all right, so we are going to hop right into the matches. Uh, match number one was Adam Lovick versus Kevin Smets. Inner Geekdom style, like I said, this is an Inner Geekdom doubleheader. Both matches are uh, Inner Geekdom, which I think is perfect for the San Diego Comic Con crowd. Uh, I'm really glad that they uh, opted to go this route. Uh, so out first, we had Adam Lovick with uh, with Emily Rose Jacobson. They came out. Uh, followed obviously by Kevin Smets and Kaiser. Uh, I you know most of the time they come out with the entire faction, but this during this match it was just Kaiser there. Um, the the loose cannons did not come out with them, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. But uh, uh, and then Kaiser got on the mic. You know he started you know giving a little bit of a speech, and I gotta say he is phenomenal on the mic. He has he has the gift of gab. I will say. Uh, he is probably one of the best. Him, uh, Jay Washington, he is another great one. Uh, John Roca is really good at this. So there, are, there are some some top tier uh, talkers in the Schmodown, and uh, Kaiser is definitely one of them. So we get into round number one, and uh, Kevin Smets crush. You know, I should say smashes it uh, as usual. Getting nine points out of uh, out of a possible ten, he only missed one question. It was the uh, that Phantom Menace question uh, where he answered Gungans instead of the uh, bosses or boss nas. And it's like I th- I feel like he he I feel like he knew what the answer was, but uh, I don't know. Maybe he got a little a little confused, or, or, or you know maybe I I don't, I don't know. Uh, I I mean I remembered that it was boss nas, but. Uh, Maybe he just forgot that they say, you know, the bosses they all want. You know, I, I don't know. But uh, he only missed the one question, whereas, unfortunately for Adam, Adam missed five questions, only getting five out of ten points. And that is definitely not where you want to be. Uh, you know, he, 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 he went four points behind after round one. This is only a three-round match. And with a guy like Kevin Smets... You don't want to fall behind. Uh, you know, one or two points, maybe, you know, as long as you do great in, in round, especially in round two, uh, and then hit your questions in round three. But you don't want to take that risk. Being four points behind, whew, that that definitely uh, spells spells doom in my, in my opinion when you're up against someone like Kevin Smith. So then we get into round number two with the score currently being nine to five in favor of Kevin. Uh, and they have a real mini wheel now. Uh, and they're not using the digital wheel anymore. They finally got themselves a, a portable wheel, which I thought was awesome. I, I, I really I really dug the fact that they had a portable wheel. Uh, and it was nice to see. So uh, Kevin Smets goes up first, spins mixed bag. Does not want that, which I don't blame him. You know, mixed bag, man. It can literally be anything. Uh, and, and you don't want to, I feel like you probably, you know, you don't want to risk that. Uh, that can be a tough one. And maybe you know all the answers. Who knows? But uh, I feel like it could be a tough one. Um, so he respins and lands on villains, which does very well for him because he is able to completely sweep the board, getting all five questions for all ten points. Uh, you know, He's the smasher for a reason, and he totally smashed round two here. 
19 to 5 at this point, okay? The only way really for Adam to to continue on is if he also clears the board, really, uh, and then he would go into round three with a four point deficit, you know, which is definitely not where you want to be. But and that is why I said you don't want to fall behind in round one with someone like Kevin Smets because he'll go here and he will just completely demolish round two. He does that on the regular. So Adam goes up, spins Harry Potter. Uh, probably should have stayed there. Um, even though you know maybe it's not one of his strong points, he probably should have stayed there because he winds up uh, re-spinning and landing on opponent's choice uh, and is given Middle Earth, which uh, is definitely one of his weak spots. He only manages to get to question number three out of his five. He missed all three of those questions while Kevin was able to get a couple of steals. And right there, Kevin Smets gets the win via a knockout in round two, halfway through uh, Adam's questions. 21-5, to five, Kevin Smets, the smasher, smashes Adam Lovick with a knockout for the win. This is uh, Kevin's fourth knockout. All of his wins have been knockouts. The only uh, match that he has played where that did not happen was that match against uh, uh, Mike Kalinowski where he uh, where he didn't win. And even if he had won the match, it wouldn't have been a knockout. But all of his other matches that he has played, that he he has won, and he has won via either a knockout or or a, T, or a TKO, which is impressive. You know, uh, I remember Mike started out that way. You know, that's how he got the KO. Uh, nickname. Uh, he started out that way, but it kind of faded away. I think that uh, we have a new KO here, and that's Kevin KO Smets. No, that doesn't sound right. Kevin the Smasher Smets is smashing his way through his opponents, getting knockouts left and right, and uh, it is impressive. And th- this kid has a big future in in, in the Intergeekdom League. He will. I- I- I'm going to say this right now. It's not a, you know, he has that, he, he has what it takes. He will be an inner geekdom champion soon. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Even if it's not this year, I guarantee it by end of next year, he will have had that title no matter what. Uh, and as I said earlier, man, the dungeon has been having a hell of a few last few weeks. You know, with uh, Zipper killing it in his two matches, Oyama taking the title, and then Kevin Smets just destroying Adam Lovick here at San Diego. This is the era of the dungeon. They are on the rise, so everybody keep an eye out. Do not underestimate these guys, any of them, because they are coming for you. you they've already got one title. And they are coming for the rest. You may see all three titles on the dungeon by the end of the year. That is a big possibility. Uh, and I would not be shocked if uh, if I saw that. Honestly, I think the biggest uh, uh, stretch, I guess you could say, uh, I don't even know if I'd necessarily call it a stretch, but I think the biggest quote-unquote stretch would be the, the tag titles. But I think they have the, the, the potential to get to that point uh we'll we have to kind of really see how they do in the tournament but 
I think it could happen. We might see uh, all three belts on the dungeon uh, by the end of the year. So now we're going to hop into our main event, match number two. Rachel the Crusher Cushing versus Mike the Killer Kalinowski, the Inner Geekdom Championship match. This was something else, man. So we started off with a with an with an opening scene for this match. Robert Marburnett goes into the back. Tom Dagnino standing there being Tom Dagnino. He has a box on his head. I, I have no idea. It was weird. I don't know what the hell he was doing. He just has a box on his head. Uh, Burnett's, you know, he's strutting around. He's he's showing off his commissionership, and he suspends Dagnino just because, you know, because he can. He doesn't like Dagnino, and he suspends him. The power is definitely getting to his head. Uh, I'm intrigued though to see what he does next. You know, so we'll see. So out first is Mike Kalinowski with Grace and Ken. I know that you know. Hey, they they haven't been. Pulling out all of the faction members for for this live event, I, I get that. You know, it's uh, you don't want to. <laughs> I'm sure most of them didn't come because it costs money to get there. You know, doing it in the in the studio is one thing. Bringing out all all the members of these factions is one thing. But if you're not there to play a match, you know, really, there's no need for you to be there because it costs Christian extra money to fly you out there. So it makes sense as to why. Uh, you know, the, the, the rest of the dungeon wasn't there and why the rest of corruption is not there. Um, Ken, Ken is another one. When I was talking about, uh, uh, people who are great on the mic, uh, when I was talking about Kaiser and all that, Ken is another one. He is probably one of the best mouthpieces in this game. The way he does his promos, and I know his wrestling background really helped. And that's, I mean, like, you know, when we talk about Jay Washington, I always say the same thing. But Ken, watching him do his his promo work with Mike, it is something special, man. Ken Knapsack, he is one of the best talkers in this game. Uh, I, I'd love to see just like a promo off between like him, Kaiser, uh, Roca, and, and Jay Washington. Just kind of have them just almost like almost like a rap battle, but with promos, a promo battle, you know. I mean, Christian, if you're listening to this, get a promo battle. I think that would be something funny to watch. Maybe do it for, like, Patreon or something like that. I think that would be really cool to see. Uh, I don't know what the content of it would really be, but I'm sure you guys could come up with something fun. Uh, Then out comes the champion, Rachel the Crusher Cushing, with her tag team partner, fellow Shire Wolf, Clark Wolf, classy Clark Wolf herself. I love Clark Wolf personally, and uh, I love Rachel Cushing. So I, I, I was glad. Uh, I was glad that she was there for her partner uh, as well to come out with. And uh, yeah, so let, let's get into. Oh, uh, bef- real quick before we actually get into the match, um, Rachel has a new theme, and it's by none other than David B. I love this cat. He does some great stuff. He did, uh, I believe, the Mike's new theme as well. And uh, he, he's working with, with Christian and the Schmodown, getting some new themes. Because I know Christian wants to kind of move away from uh, the, you know, like the, the stuff that can get their channel flagged or whatever. The stuff that's owned by other people. He wants more original music. He wants to get kind of uh, more into that. Uh, which I think is fantastic. Uh, and so it's nice to see David B. doing 
uh, more stuff. Um, and if you want to hear David B's thoughts on uh, you know composing music for the Schmodown, head on over to the podcast feed. We did uh, a special episode with him on After Live, which is uh, uh, the Collider unofficial Collider Live after show that we do here on the movie or the Merc with a Movie blog uh, podcast feed. So check that out. David B talks about uh, all the the kind of stuff. You know, uh, sir, you know, around him composing stuff for the Schmodown, how it came to be, and all that stuff. So be sure to check that out. So we get into round number one. Rachel does amazing here, just like Kevin Smets goes in and does nine out of ten uh, possible question. Mike falls a little bit behind, uh, only getting seven. And I gotta say this, Mike. Mike, 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 you are one of the hosts of DC Movie News. How did you miss this DC EU question? Volco, man. Come on. If you watched Aquaman, you should know Volco trained Arthur. I, I, I don't understand how you missed this question, bro. Uh, you're lucky that it didn't cost you the match, but dude, Volco. That that was a little disappointing. Uh, that and that's why when we we'll see later on, he gets a DC question in round uh, five. And honestly, I was unsure if he would get it, simply because he missed this question. I was like, man, if he's missing questions like Volko, I, I I don't I don't know. Maybe he needs to brush up a little bit harder on his DC uh, movie knowledge. Uh, and not just rely on the fact that he, you know, he he did, does DC movie news. You got to make sure you're brushing up on that as well, and not just the other categories. So round one ends nine to seven in favor of Rachel. We uh, go into round two. Rachel defers. Mike spins. Who said it? Does not like that and lands on Middle Earth for his respin. Uh, has a bit of a rough start, missing the first question, allowing Rachel to get a steal, then going to multiple choice for a second. But he's able to uh, grab those two pointers for the final three uh, out of his round, uh, getting a little bit of a lead, uh, 10 to 14 in favor of Mike at the end of his portion of the round. Like I said, it was a bit of a rough start, but he did pick it up in the end. Uh, so then Rachel goes up, and she also spins who said it, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, but again, does not want it, I, and I don't blame him. Quotes, it can be, it's kind of like mixed bag. It can literally be from anywhere, and you don't really get any context. You just get who said the following, you know, quote, or, you know, that those can be pretty difficult. Um, so she... Also, just like Mike misses her first question, uh, allows Mike to get a steal, but then she knocks out the rest of them uh, all for two points apiece uh, and ends the round two 18-15. to 15. So Mike's able to cut his deficit down by one. Uh, at this point, he is only down by three points. Uh, and now we move into the betting round. And this is where things take a bit of a turn. The category for uh, round three was DC movies. So that definitely sounds good for Mike. Uh, And the question was, in 2011's Green Lantern, what sector is Hal Jordan tasked with protecting? Um, Now, if you are a a comic book fan, uh, especially a Green Lantern comic book fan, you you already know this answer. You don't even need to have seen the movie. 
um, because they don't change that. The answer is sector 2814. Um, Mike gets it. He nails that right off. No problem. Uh, Rachel, unfortunately, does not get it. She answers something like 2315 or something. I mean... (laughs) I guess she was kind of in the ballpark. She got the first number and the and the third number right, but yeah, I I, I understand this movie is not great, but uh, you got to kind of brush up on, uh, on on Green Lantern on the 2011 Green Lantern because it seems like they ask another Green Lantern question later on, and uh, so uh, you I, I definitely think I don't know if uh, if Skaliski has. Uh, like watched this movie recently or something but you de- I definitely think you guys need to brush up on it and uh and 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 make sure that your knowledge for Green Lantern is uh is in there because if they're going to start asking more questions about it you don't want to be missing them especially in a, a situation like this where they both wagered 3 points and it causes a 6 point swing it, the score was 18 to 15 in favor of Rachel. At the end of round three, you flip that and it is now 15 to 18. Mike went from being three points behind to being three points ahead going into round four. And that is a huge chunk of points that uh, are, are all of a sudden just swung in Mike's favor. Uh, I mean, if she had gotten it right, you know, they it would have been the same thing, you know, the same. Uh, uh, deficit. You know, he still would have been three points behind. Um, or you know, if she had wagered less points, you know, it wouldn't have been quite as bad. But man, uh, that six point swing really—it's it, really what what swung the game. It really is. So then we get into round four, it's the speed round. Mike crushes it here. He gets three out of the five questions. Rachel buzzes in for two of them, but stumbles on one of them and loses a point. Luckily, she's able to uh, answer another one to kind of make up for that. It just kind of breaks even on her. But he, Mike pulls ahead another three points uh, in, in this round. Round four ends 15 to 21, six points ahead. At the going into round five, that is not where you want to be. You want to be much closer than that. You know, if you're if you're six points behind the end of round one in a title match, you know that's doable because anything can happen in round two, three, and four, especially in rounds three and four, as we saw in this match. But going into round five, six points. That I mean, ask Frankie Numbers. He he'll tell you. I, there are very few people. I, I, I'm not any, honestly sure how many, if any, there have been that have pulled out a win with a six-point deficit going into the final round. Uh, so, real quick about round four. Um, after she, after Rachel missed those first two questions, or uh, was was un, I should say was unable to buzz in quick enough, you could see the frustration uh, building. It seemed like maybe. I don't know if she felt like the something was going on with the buzzers or if she was just like off her game, uh, her buzzer hitting game. But I feel like that is what I feel like it really threw her when she finally did buzz in on question three. And I think I feel like that may have caused her to stumble because I, she probably didn't think she was even going to get the buzz, to be honest with you. And so I feel like she maybe wasn't quite prepared 
uh, to answer, and that's why she stumbled through and, and ended up blanking and missing it. Uh, and, you know, that happens, unfortunately, but, you know, you just got to kind of keep your calm, okay? You know, yeah, you don't get the buzz in. Sometimes that happens. You just got to keep your calm uh, and be ready for the next question when you're able to actually buzz in. Uh, other than that, I don't know. You know, she would have only been, I mean, she would have gained, instead of gaining zero points here and breaking even, she would have wound up gaining two points. It would have been uh, 17 to, uh, or it would have been 16, I should say, sorry, to 21. Uh, so she she would have been ahead here a little bit, which, you know, would have been good for her. I mean, whether it would have actually helped at all, I don't know. But, you know, she would have she wouldn't have been quite as far behind. So we get into round five. Rachel blows through all all three of her questions. She hits all three all three for the ten points. Uh, so we you know we're at twenty five to twenty one at this point. The end of her portion of round three. She got all her questions out of the way, and now it's up to Mike. Mike gets his first question. Boom, hits it. Okay, so we're at twenty five to twenty three, and he has to hit either his three or five. It doesn't matter. And this is, I believe this was where the DC question, I didn't write it down, but I believe this was the DC question. And I'll be honest, I was unsure. I was like, okay, it's a DC question. Yeah, he got that Green Lantern run. Actually, I think this might have been another Green Lantern question. I'd have to go back and double check, but uh, I know it was a DC one. And because of that Volca one, I still, in in my mind, I was like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll go down to that five pointer. But unfortunately for Rachel, it did not. He hits that three-pointer, and Mike Kalinowski once again wins the Inner Geekdom title. He is now a two-time Inner Geekdom champion. Wow. This this was quite a match, man. 25-26. to 26. Mike Kalinowski squeaks out that win. Uh, maybe he would have gotten that five-pointer. I don't know. And we'll never know, to be honest, you know. But, whew, man, this was quite a match. Uh, you know, you, you saw it going one way in, in those first couple of rounds. You know, Rachel was ahead. Uh, you know, she it, she ends round two three points ahead. You know, and then everything just took a turn in round three when, uh, when she missed that betting round question. And then again uh, in round uh, four when she wasn't able to actually gain any points there. And wound up six points behind. You know, it's it's hard to come back from that. Uh, she fought hard, though. She you know she made him work for this win. Uh, you know, it wasn't that she didn't beat herself in the final. You know, beat up herself in the final round. She nailed all three of her questions and made him work to get that win. So you know, you, you, nobody can can uh, can fault Mike for this. You know, there's you, there's there's not a stain on this win whatsoever. He earned it. Uh, and this isn't going to be the last time that you see Rachel in, in the uh, in, in the title picture. So we will definitely see her uh, up there again. Seeing Mike get emotional uh, during this, you know, at the end of this match was it was a beautiful sight. You know, him and uh, and Rachel they embraced. It was it was great. You know that that's what I like to see. Um, you know, I, I'm bummed that Rachel lost, but I'm really happy for Mike. Um, and, and it, it's just, it was nice to see the, like the heel act kind of drop there and, and, the, and see the true Mike kind of come out. You know, I've, 
Yeah, so there, you know, there have been times where I've kind of put my bet on the on the person that he was facing, like when uh, he was going up against Kevin. You know, I I was I I said you know, this Kevin could be the one to take out Mike. I really I really believed that, but I always I always prefaced it by saying that if Mike wins, I will be happy because I have always been. Uh, a Mike Kalinowski supporter, you know, I, I've 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 loved him ever since he first came out. He was with the league and everything, you know. I've always felt that there was something special about this guy, and it wasn't until he, you know, the the whole corruption thing with anarchy and all that stuff that he really had the chance to shine, and he really opened up and became the Mike Kalinowski that I always knew he could be in this league. Um. He brought out his girlfriend Shannon, which I thought was was really cool. You know, uh, this was a big moment for him. You know, he he got the title back, so uh, you know, being able to share that with with the woman that he loves, I thought that was a great moment as well. Like I said, I'm, I'm bummed that Rachel lost, but again, really happy for Mike. You know, he's really turned his Schmodown career around ever since uh, taking on that corruption gimmick. You know, it's been a wild ride seeing him progress through throughout the league, going from uh, from quote unquote white bread and vanilla pudding and all that stuff to uh, to this to to the inner geekdom champion, man. Uh, and he's, cru- he's he's crushing it in all the leagues, man. He, he's he's dominating in, uh, in 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 tag division. He just beat the founding fathers for crying out loud. Uh, so I, I definitely see big things for. Mike the Killer Kalinowski uh, coming up. Um, you can see during uh, the the post interview that Mike he's a bit more shaken than usual. I think you know all the adrenaline and everything, how emotional you know and happy and everything you know just kind of welling up. Uh, he was a bit shaken during that the beginning of that post interview, which is understandable, and uh, I kind of like to see that. You know, it was, it was kind of raw, and I, and I really dug that. But then he calls out Jason Inman, which I thought was really cool. I was like, oh shit, the dude's calling out Jason Inman, former uh, champion. I'm curious to see if uh, Inman will take the challenge. But uh, speaking of challenges, another former champion decided to come out and uh, challenge Mike Kalinowski. Mara Kanopic has returned. And she wants her rematch. The rematch that she was owed. The stipulation the last time that they fought was that if she lost that title to him, that she would get an automatic rematch. She wound up retiring after that and never was able to cash in that rematch. So, hey, why not? We'll see if uh, if, if Mike you know agrees to this. If uh, I mean, right now, Robert Meyer Burnett is in, uh, is in control. But uh, in two weeks, Emma will be back in charge. Maybe we'll see something happen after that. I don't know. But I, I'm excited to see Mara back. I loved Mara. Uh, I was very sad to see her go. But it, it was all it was understandable. A lot of stress. You know, this this game can put a lot of stress on you. And uh, if if it's overwhelming you, you don't you don't want to be in that. You don't want to. You don't want to cause yourself harm just to play this game. You really don't. Um, it's not healthy to do that, you know, so I'm glad that she stepped away when she did, and if she feels that she's good to go and she's ready 
to uh, take on the stress of it, and, and maybe she understands how it how it all works a bit more and is able to do that now. Then awesome! I'm excited to see her back. And 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 this is why I love the live events because anything can happen, man. You know, anything can happen. So always stick around for the, for uh, the end of those live events. So we got a closing scene after after all the you know hullabaloo of uh, Mara Kanopic coming out. We got a, a closing scene as well, and it's Kaiser. Uh, he approaches Robert My Burnett, gives him a little bit of praise, tell him uh, you know if he needs anything. The dungeon has his back. But uh, I gotta say, it doesn't really seem like Burnett really respects Kaiser or the dungeon. Uh, he calls him Lou, which I thought was really funny. He doesn't even know his name. Even Kaiser's like, it's not e- Lou. That's not even close to Kaiser. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I-, I like that they centered all the scenes around Burnett, you know, because you want to see. Uh, I mean, he's only there for, for a month. You know, as the as the commissioner of the league, and we're already halfway through that. So I, I I'm glad that we got to see a bit more uh, of him and kind of what he's doing. And uh, I'm sure over the next two weeks we will get even more Burnett and uh, and and what he's planning. So that wraps up everything for the San Diego live event. This was quite a show, man. I was very excited. And on next week's episode of Talkin' Schmodown, we will have The Family versus Only Stupid Answers, Paul Preston versus Rachel Silvestrini, and we will also I will also be covering the Inside Schmodown with Rachel Silvestrini. So uh, I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, I'll be honest, I was a little bit disappointed that we didn't get an Inky in the Brain match for the uh, for the team because I wanted a Silvestrini week. We have Inside Schmodown and a singles match. Man, I was really digging these kind of almost like uh, uh, competitor-themed weeks that we have. You know, we had Machine, we had Zipper, we had Merle. I was like, hey, uh, a Silvestrini one would be fun. But you know that's you know it is what it is. You can't you can't just have that all the time. You know, uh, it was fun to have it for a few weeks there, but uh, you know it's what it is. Um, also coming up in the next few months, uh, we have the uh, the Star Trek exhibition match, which is supposed to be uh, coming out uh, within. I, I mean, I know that they said that they were going to try to get it out. I believe today. Um, originally, it was supposed to be the Rocky championship match which i'm gonna be totally honest i I, i'm not a fan like they already did a rocky match um i understand christian wants to uh uh, to to be in a rocky match he wasn't in the first one uh so they they're doing a champ a quote-unquote championship match where it's him versus jte who uh had previously beaten uh tom dagnino in the first one but i'm just like there are so many other exhibition matches that you could be doing it's like personally i'd rather just see something else and not waste you know uh one of the you know month slots on another rocky match that literally happened earlier this year uh you know if they wanted to wait until you know next year or even like maybe you know november december of this year because i think it was like maybe february or something like that it was one of the first ones i think of the year uh, was the first uh, Rocky match, but but instead they they that one's not happening. I don't know if it was maybe a scheduling thing or whatever. 
Um, but instead, though, they're doing the Star Trek ex- exhibition match, which, like I said, I, they, I believe had said that they were going to try to get it up today. I don't know if it was up yet by the time of this recording. Um, but just if, if you're a patron, keep an eye out for that one. Uh, for the $10 and up patrons, uh, when it'll launch first. And then uh, the following week, I believe it goes on to the $5 patrons. And then uh, the week after that, I believe it's uh, available for all the patrons. Then uh, a month from tomorrow, we'll have on August 31st, we have the New York live show, uh, which will have Haley Fouch versus Ethan Irwin and Paul Oyama defending his title for the first time against either Ben Bateman, Jeff Snyder, or Mike Kalinowski. Uh, so I'm, I'm intrigued for that. Uh, then on September 14th, we will have the Arizona live show. It's only two weeks after New York. Uh, we'll have the Arizona live show. It's in, uh, I believe, Tempe, Arizona. Uh, we're going to have the Wild Berries versus Late to the Party, which I think is going to be, I think that's going to be a hell of a match. It's going to be so fun to watch. Uh, and then round one of the Ultimate Schmodown Singles Tournament, Chance Ellison versus William the Beast Bibiani. So, you know, we'll, we're, we're going to get the, the singles tournament will be underway, starting with um, the, the Arizona Live Show, it seems. So mid-September, we're going to start that tournament and kind of go from there. We'll, I'm excited. I love the tournaments. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how all that breaks down. Um, and then October 19th will be the Orlando Live Show. Uh, no card yet for that. Um, then in November, uh, the team, team tournament will start. And then in December will be the Schmodown Spectacular. Uh, I believe on Collider Live, he said that they're aiming for like December 7th, I believe is what he said. So, somewhere right around there, right at the beginning of December. Uh, the, the Schmodown Spectacular, that is like their big event, their WrestleMania, their Super Bowl, you know, whatever you want to call it. That is, is, is their big event for the end of the year. So I am super excited for the next few months of the Schmodown. There's going to be a lot of great stuff coming. So, uh, yeah, let me know what you guys thought of these of the San Diego Live event, of these two, two matches that went down and everything else that happened during it. Hop on over to uh, – I, mainly I use Twitter, but I'm also – I'm on Facebook, and uh, I have a YouTube page. You can, bo- you can search Merc with a Movie Blog to find both of those. Uh, and then, like I said, Twitter, and I also have an Instagram, uh, which I don't use a whole lot, but it's at MovieBlogMerk. So head on over there, use the hashtag TalkinSchmodown. That's T A L K I N, Schmodown, no G, just TalkinSchmodown. It's all about branding, people. TalkinSchmodown, uh, do that. And then also uh, on this uh, podcast feed, check out. After Live, the unofficial Collider Live after show. If you are a fan of Collider Live, check out After Live. I have, I have some great hosts over there. Uh, they, they took over uh, for me quite a few episodes ago, really. They've been, they've been chugging along. Uh, we've got uh, Mike and Wade, Sarah, Kalen. Uh, we've had David B. on a bunch of times. He's pretty awesome. Uh, this last episode, we had Caleb from uh, Multiplex, one of the fan leagues, uh, come on and talked about uh, the the validation question or the validation comments that uh, Christian recently made 
uh, after Paul Oyama won the title. Uh, so go and check that out. You kind of you get a little bit of a you know Schmodown versus Family kind of thing going on there. Uh, but you know they, he kind of dives into their thoughts on his on Christian's comments uh, and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, be sure to check out After Live. Uh, on the podcast feed, and also, uh, if you are a fan of, uh, if you are a member of Bachelor Nation, and you are a fan of, you know, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, all that good stuff, uh, we have another podcast on uh, the network called Go Get That Rose. It's star, or the, it's hosted by Sarah and Wade from After Live. Uh, they each week they watch the uh, the episodes of uh, whichever it is Bachelor Bachelor right now uh, I think Bachelorette just uh, is just ending and Bachelor in Paradise is going to be starting up soon um, so each week they break down the episode give their thoughts uh, it's it's a real fun uh, show to listen to uh, like I don't watch those shows but listening to them talk about it is uh, is real fun for me. Um, it's it, it reminds me of like uh, when Matt Nost and, and John Roca talk about like basketball because I'm not really into basketball, but anytime they talk about basketball, it makes me interested in it. It's the same goes for Sarah and Wade. They talk when they talk about the Bachelor, Bachelorette, any of that stuff. It it, it kind of makes me interested in it. It, it sucks me in because they're just so fun to listen to. So uh, head on over to uh, the Merc with a Movie blog, uh, Facebook. Our, uh, the Merc with a Movie blog podcast feed, we are on all the major podcast platforms, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast, you can find Merc with a Movie blog. Again, I am Josh the Merc Rainer, and this has been episode 25 of Talking Schmodown. Thank you again for joining me, and be sure to tune in next week where we will be talking Schmodown.